0: And we are live. Shane Fernandez. What is up? What's up, Brent? How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm good. I'm good. Just saying how we're doing this in the middle of the day, and it's kind of nice, and daylight still. Got a whole day after this. But how are you?
1: I'm great. This is perfect timing. Nice break. Uh, We're kicking a lot of things off in the bmx world this week so uh this was this is a perfect break so i appreciate you making time
0: yes so that's partially some of what i wanted to talk about today but before we get to what's happening i wanted to ask you what is your official title in what you're doing (laughs) so
1: president of usa bmx and that's racing freestyle and then uh, chairman of the usa bmx foundation and then I'm the CEO of ABA Ethos, which is our architecture engineering construction arm.
0: Okay, that is a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and for the people who might not know, what exactly is USA BMX? So
1: we are the biggest youth cycling organization and one of the biggest cycling organizations in North America, right? So we have 320 tracks, uh, racing tracks in the United States. Uh, that doesn't include our tracks in Canada. Uh, we run the amateur freestyle, uh, national series, um, with, <laughs> as you know, no. uh, which launched, uh, gosh, I guess it's about two and a half years ago now. Yep. yep two and a half years ago. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so, uh, we've, uh, you know, founded in the seventies and, uh, have our new hall of fame this year. We opened up our, our new headquarters in Tulsa uh, so it's a pretty amazing job surrounded by amazing people
0: yeah you've got you got quite a lot going on and and I always make it a point to say whenever your title comes up that we did our original live stream and I had no idea that you were the president and all of these things until we were doing the live stream we talked right. about all of this stuff. And you never once said who you were or really anything or in a way that I would remember and then we were announcing this new thing on my live stream and, and I just appreciated that about you that you would be in that position and like just be willing to talk to me
1: no oh, well it's a uh, as you know I mean I, I think anybody that's uh, you know lucky enough to be in a position like this you're surrounded by experts like that's that's the key to the team right so yeah <laughs> unless if you walk into a boardroom and, and you're not the dumbest person in there <laughs> you've got the wrong team you want your team a, a lot smarter than you
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a great point uh, yeah. uh, on the note of usa bmx freestyle this week the schedule was announced and all of the locations and timing and where everything was going to be going down and i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that so yeah what's absolutely going on
1: well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting, especially as we started from an idea and focus groups to the momentum it's gaining now and, and then now the coordination, right? So, you know, it goes back to the basics. Um, so first we have to look at, are we, are we sticking to the, the core purpose of this, which is to engage as many freestylers as we can, both um, on the amateur side, make sure we have opportunity for the pros, that we're supporting them in their journey, whatever that might be. Uh, and as you know, that journey has, the rules always change, right? And when they mm-hmm. get into the, the global arena. Um, and then, you know, you talk about the the free stars, we don't know yet. These are the ones that are, um, you know, the kids that are uh, you and, and a lot of the pros out there are, are their heroes and they have no idea how to, how to get involved. So going back to the schedule, um, it's always been designed where it, you know, it starts, locally with a, a digital platform where riders can just engage with that. Yep. But then it moves to a, a local park or a community park. Then it moves to a big facility. And that's your that's your woodwork, right? The mega the megaplexes, right? Yep. Um, and that that philosophy has really worked. So um, but the the dynamics of that is we're we're constantly trying to especially on the local side test new markets uh, empower some of the parks that have reached out, saying, "Hey, this is awesome. Can you do it?" You know, in our in our facility. Um, so there's been a lot of research, uh, a lot of really good momentum. Um, but it's as uh, when it gets down to probably November, we have to start making decisions. Um, and then, timing-wise, internally as a corporation, that's also the timing of our Grand National Championships on the racing side, which last year was the biggest race in BMX history in the world, which is great. But you can see the, you know, it kind of bottlenecks, right? Mm-hmm. So um, December, the team, uh, Tony D, Cody, Kyle, um, they, they really, you know, put their nose to the grindstone and, and took a look at a lot of different locations. We're really excited about the variety, um, especially on the local side of what we're offering this year.
0: Yeah, so I've got the schedule pulled up right now for anyone who would want to see it we got round one in Oviedo, florida february 3rd through 4th two is in san diego california the 17th through 18th i'm assuming that's at the uh the ymca park claremont um i'll i i'll have to check i'm looking here at my
1: calendar and it doesn't have the exact uh, park we are linking that with um with a a race so that one will actually be like a festival type oh nice yeah kind of like what we did at woodward where we got racing the freestyle going on and actually we're gonna have Stasic going on as well our
0: e-bike series awesome so I, I we don't know for sure but i'm guessing uh then you got tulsa april 21st through 22nd woodward east may 19th through 21st salt lake city utah june 16 north carolina charlotte north carolina area in august michigan in september and then the finals at woodward west Nope. In I'm going to show you how to pick oh. the perfect format. For... Uh, yeah, so those are all going on in French. Somebody who has never heard of USA BMX Freestyle in the contests or anything like that. Can you give like the quick recap on like what these even are?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it it starts with uh, I'll, I'll, and and some of this will be new, right, which is kind of cool. Ooh, right? Yeah. Great. All right. So as I talk about the live events, there's a new aspect we did this year that we're we're excited about um, you know, so really the way it's going to work is we have, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, we will have a digital platform writers can engage on uh, a live platform that they can engage on and within the live platform, we have a semi new platform, right? So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start with the digital, the reason we do the digital, obviously, again, as I mentioned, these are for uh, not only it, it gives the writers to be engaged. Again, we're, we're talking about amateur focus. So these aren't writers who are fully sponsored yet. Some of them are.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Some of them aren't. And the ones that aren't, that have a lot of talent, we wanna give them uh, an opportunity to showcase themselves uh, on a platform and, and in, in the arena, right? So um, with uh, with this year, it's gonna be similar to last year. So we'll have two national scores on the live event. So um, a writer who's participating can do, does two digital, Um, through the year. uh, They do two national um, scores, uh, plus the final score if they choose to do that and get nationally ranked um, at Woodward, right? So that would be a total of three live, two digital. The thing that is different with the live uh, events this year is we're adding a jam session on Friday night. So um, you've been to the events, <clears throat> you know, Tony runs away because uh, we tease him so much and then we'll all hang <laughs> around. <laughs> and it's like a hornet's says because you have a little bit of dead time and we thought, you know what? One of the things I noticed and, and you've seen this, I walk around a lot, right? So yeah. I talk to the families and I'll just talk to, to some of the riders who aren't competing. And um, it's been interesting some of the feedback I've received just in those conversations, you know, so they'll say, these are the riders that aren't competing. I didn't know about it. Or they'll say, "Ah, I'm I'm a little intimidated. You know, don't don't know. I kind of wanted to watch to see if, you know, they can even hang. Um, So what we thought we would do is on Friday nights after practice, we're all going to hang out. We're going to pull the judges um, and we're going to have a a jam, you know, a jam. And uh, it's pretty neat. You know, you think about Again, surrounding yourself with experts. You know, all our sponsors from last year have come back to the table. Hyper is is the the series uh, title sponsor again, and Mongoose has really jumped on this this jam session, right? So um, that jam session really is for no points. It's actually, you know, there's going to be product. There's going to be the coaches there. Uh, you know, mentoring. Uh, we're going to be just uh, handing out kind of like you know, some cash prizes, best trick awards, uh, things like that. Really, just to get the riders connected um and and build that confidence and then also too it's a shame that you have you know these judges and pros and legends in the sport that are there and we're, we're not doing more to engage them off when they're not just judging right so yeah you know you the the, the heat show up for practice they practice they're off the course the next heat comes in we really just want to amplify that time
0: that is a cool idea because Friday night usually ends up being a jam session anyways with right. everybody who's there so that's that's gonna be a really cool way to do everything that you described I like that
1: yeah I think it's gonna it's gonna connect a lot of uh, a lot of dots that uh, that were there already but uh, just make them stronger
0: yeah man that's sweet cool well that's exciting yeah so that's gonna be at each one of these stops. Mm-hmm. every single one.
1: Sweet. And then also, too, that gives us a chance. One of the things we've talked about is, you know, especially when you get into the street aspect of freestyle, um, finding that there's there's two two sides of the philosophy of running an event like that, right? Mm-hmm. So you, do we mix it up? I'd like to, um, where we have some more diverse events, where we have street or pool-specific. Um, and we're doing that. You'll, you'll see this has got, especially the Tulsa uh, facility, that... Uh, which is really cool. That's, uh, um, you know, especially for me. That that park is literally a hundred feet from my house, right? Oh wow. Yeah. So it's got, it's got pools. We're going to build a box jump inside inside one of the pools. Um, it's got a street section, so that one will be a little bit more hybrid. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just constantly asking ourselves, you know, what what other things can we do to engage um, on you know different freestyle. But the jam sessions do that because you don't necessarily have to have you can have a jam session anywhere, uh, where right. the park is right. So um, yeah, we're uh, we're we're pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah, and the, it engages all of the people who want to come to these events just to yeah. be there too, not necessarily riding in the contest part of it, but are just there <laughs> to, you know, hang out and ride if they can.
1: Yeah, I can ride in a jam session.
0: You should. <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, Clout Tony D.
0: <laughs> there you go. Shane versus Tony. Who's going to win? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I'm curious too to hear, I mean, we just talked about development of things, how you feel that things compare today to the original idea behind the inception of USA BMX freestyle.
1: Um, oh, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm so pleased by, and it, 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 it takes a village. It's, it's you know, every idea and conversation that we've received from the writers and so you know, or their parents or the sponsors, um, our judges, um, the competitors, uh, we, we've really taken to heart. I, I kind of keep a running tab. They, you know, you'll see me at an event and someone will be talking and I'll pick out my phone. I said, hey, I'm not texting. I'm literally taking a note because <clears throat>, this needs to make the list as we look at next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't believe where we are. I'm, I'm really excited. It's a uh, really happy uh, that the feedback uh, that we've been receiving has has been great. We're always going to have challenges. We're always going to fumble the ball, but uh, overall, uh, really really stoked about what it's evolved to, and it's just gotten to a whole new level. Um, really.
0: Yeah. I mean, when you first came to me talking about this concept, back in I think it was the it was the end of 2019 or beginning yeah. of 2020, whenever that was your whole mindset was we want to try to give the people who want to reach the top, a path to the top. And I feel like, I mean, would you agree that that's kind of happening? I mean, we've seen it.
1: Oh, it's, it's, um, you know, I made a a quick list and I I can't recite it off off the top of my head. I'm getting getting too old, but how many of the amateurs uh, through this series have come out with sponsorships, product um, increased uh, visibility um, the other thing that i think that inspires me i was talking to ryan Nyquist, coach Nyquist. i'm sorry yeah, coach, there you go and uh, and jamie staff about this is you know listening to the parents say hey you know you know before you know, my child or my, my kid was they'd ride at the local park and they'd be stuck on something um, with these events, what you're seeing is, you know, the, the power of, of the team, the herd, right? Mm-hmm. And they feed off one another. So just the, uh, I think the momentum of, of you know, it's awesome. I, 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 I've learned this now twice, come back and in the first competition, you'll see the rider that you saw at the finals and just in two or three months, you're like, Whoa, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> when,
1: when did you learn all those? So uh, that's that's what's been real cool to see, right? Um, and then the other one that the other thing that has been really fun to to watch are the the riders that come in out of the blue, pretty unknown,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, they go out there and just kill it. <laughs> and and uh, you know they're, they 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 got this big smile on their face, and a lot of them will come up afterwards and they're like, oh my gosh, thank you for doing this. And you hear this a lot. I had no idea. I had no idea I could even be relevant. And <laughs> and all of a sudden you see the, the spark go off. And, you know, we're doing that one at a time and uh, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, I, I, we've seen it. We've definitely seen it. And I think, I feel like Free Agent might have been one of the first that really started to, like, look at people from here with uh, Caden Stone, I think mm-hmm. it was, WBMX. I feel like he, like, pretty much won that contest and immediately went on to start... You know, and I think as time goes that'll just continue to be a theme of what happens.
1: Oh yeah, you know, just and then just our, our uh, you know, our expert class at the time and you're seeing it, especially the, this last year, they're signing up in C ones.
0: Mm-hmm. You're like, Man, here we go. Here we go. It's, right. it's real, it's happening.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I think you and I talked about this, you know, back in twenty nineteen. It's like okay, we're going to kick this off. It's going to get rolling. Uh, our our goal is to make sure it's sustainable, and every year we evolve. You know, but really, you know, our where we're going to see the the impact of this is twenty
0: twenty eight. Oh yeah. wow, I need Los
1: Angeles uh, Olympics and the, that, glo- that global that global the Olympics in Los Angeles. But um, because at free on freestyle, you can qualify at fifteen years old, right? So <laughs> it's it's a. Uh, you know, some some of the, this young blood that's that's you're seeing, um, they're they're not they're not quite there yet. They'll miss Paris, but when, when LA hits, that's going to be an amazing to watch. In fact, I think we should live stream watching that together <laughs> and, and just be like, oh my gosh,
0: <laughs> at the Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> at yeah. the facility, like
1: unless unless we're physically there and that, that that could be one of your answers. I, mean,
0: I wanna speak for myself. I don't know if I'd be like that feels like way out of my reach almost, but that would be amazing. <laughs> Another thing I'm curious about, and you kinda of talked a little bit about it with the scheduling thing though, is like the, the future of how these events look because they're already a weekend long event at this point where the, the contest itself is the whole entire day then you've yep. got practice and now you're going to have this jam session you have it being a week-long event but then there's people who are like well what about street what about street yep. riding all these things and so i was curious to hear your thoughts on that but you kind of already talked about how like the tulsa one could be like a hybrid of it and then that made me wonder like Okay. Do maybe different stops have different purposes? Yeah. Well,
1: you 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 hit the nail on the head, that's because that's what I'm thinking about next. Now, I don't I don't tell that to, if if Tony were sitting next to me, <laughs> his eyes would roll back in his head, because it you know and and in def- the team's defense, I totally get it. I mean, we there there's there's that path of just making sure these are high quality, mm-hmm. and quality not quantity, right? Yeah. Now. Going back to your question, I, I do think, you know, I'm just going to say a five-year window. Uh, yeah, ultimately, if my, on my wish list, it would be awesome. You know, maybe I have two different teams. One's focused on park, one's focused on team. Um, we throw in dirt jump, dirt jumping in there. Yeah, That, that would be my wish list where we're, we're hitting it uh, the way I, I think, you know, we should be. Um, you you got to start somewhere. But uh, yeah, and, and I think that could be, at, you know, kind of like our, our racing side. Um, the amount of events that they 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 put on and they've got the big national but then they've got state and they've got regional Um, almost learning from that it's not the same but Mm. it's the same but different Um, they're amazing at blueprint and logistics um, that team so you know growing adding some younger team members coaching them up and then you know dividing and conquering right so don't have the answer for that one yet but it is absolutely on our radar
0: I think it's totally attainable too if you talk about having multiple different teams where you know maybe tony doesn't have to worry about going from one city this weekend to two weeks later he's got to get to the other side of the country for the street or back and forth and dirt and they can all what's awesome about that is they can all exist simultaneously because the people who might go to the park one might not necessarily want to go to the street one so it's like you don't have to worry as much about that's yeah cool i like that it's on the radar and for anyone who thinks about that because i know when they when all this first came up it was like well, what about street and what about all these other things and we this is what we talked about it's like you got to yeah. start somewhere
1: yeah and <clears throat> i i promised my team I'm, I'm laughing when i say this they were like hey no more big ideas until february I, they, they threw that at me at the end of november
0: <laughs> that's funny
1: i said okay i'm making a list but uh no in all seriousness you're, you're exactly right i mean that 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 is the direction uh, we're heading one of the things that we're doing too and this is this is kind of random but it, it's relevant is you know i mentioned aba ethos the architecture and engineering side mm-hmm. so we're talking to a lot of cities right now and we are designing the racetrack the freestyle track and the pump tracks um, and we're, we're going into a trifecta model, which is a triangle that hits all those and, and the freestyle parks are going to have, you know, park street and, and, you know, most likely some of these parks will have dirt jumping as well. But as we start rolling these out, uh, because, uh, so again, within the next five years, some of these will be up and open at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those get, a, get our sanctioned events, right. As part of it. So you you have the engagement at the existing facilities now across United States, but then, that so that's one that's one thing we're implementing. So we're kind of working backwards on that, but we're working forwards on what's up and coming in the next five to ten years. All those new facilities and those will have the
0: programming built in it. Nice, awesome, yep, that's so cool to hear about. Uh, one thing that came to mind this is totally off track for what we were just talking about but you mentioned some of the riders are sponsored is there like a is there like a cutoff like how is somebody who's over qualified for this like is getting paid make you not able to enter uh no uh, in fact we, we changed some things up uh this
1: year uh, so i was going to talk a little bit about that one of the things that we it, it was it was it was really how do you define that fine line between amateur focus, but we're supporting the elites. So mm-hmm. we're, we we're the last two years, all the C1 purses, we we sponsored those, we ran those events, um, even though they're not necessarily, uh, you know, in our series because they're at a higher level, right? But yeah. we feel that it's important that that's our purpose, right, to support them too. Um, one of the questions we were getting from the pros and the uh, the elites, and I'm going to screw this up. There was another thing, and and uh, Tony could better explain this, but we we could not use the term professional um, that for for the first year, and I, I cannot remember why. Oh, okay. We had to use the term elite, um, and that also caused some dynamics. But the question started coming from your pros or your elites. Hey. We want to, we want to, you know, can we compete in your event? But we, we want to compete in your event, but we can't because there's not necessarily a C1 attached to all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So this year we've changed some things up. We thought long and hard about this one last year. And um, so we, to, uh, some of the changes to this year's series is we'll invite pros and elite to compete in what we're calling an expert open class. Um, so uh, what does that mean? Is that four of the eight national events, um, are slated for the class to earn a payday. Um, so that expert open class also earns a hundred more points per event to prevent riders from accumulating like equal earning points in lower skilled classes, right? So um, again, I'm gonna screw that up because my team they're experts at the matrix of
0: how all yeah.
1: together. But you know, they ran all sorts of scenarios in terms of. Well, what if you have somebody, and, and you always will, that's going to sandbag and then try to get points and you know come back around and and again, it's not going to be perfect, but it's a start. And I'm excited about this one because then we can get you know the pros and elites can come in, they can they can train. I also think some of our experts will have a good time with this as well because then they will be able to gauge themselves. Um, I saw a couple experts move to C1 over the last two years, and I, I was. In standing next to them and they
0: walked mm-hmm. in
1: during practice and just like eyes real big turn around they're like "Ah, i'm, in the, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna draw yeah <laughs> oh a little too much um so anyway i think this will be fun uh, so we're gonna we're gonna give this a go and,
0: and see how this works yeah you guys are doing like over you're going over the top and just trying to be all inclusive for literally everyone that's it's it's really hard to do that, and I think you guys are doing a great job at it.
1: The, well, it's uh, it's been fun. I'll I'll, I'll tell you that the my favorite thing in twenty twenty two was watching that. Uh, I think it was, and I, I might get beat off a little bit. The thirty one to thirty nine.
0: Oh uh, yeah. Holy. Oh shit. yeah.
1: <laughs> that that, uh, that has that has been amazing to watch, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's the same thing. We that first year, we got some, you know, rumored hey, or not rumors, uh, comments, hey, you know, there's kind of a huge gap. If you had this one gap, we're like, all right, let's try it. <laughs> man, has that been that has that been entertaining to watch? And I just love watching those writers, they, they get so amped and they're, man, they're throwing down. They're, they're, it's, uh, they, uh, they're, they're not remembering they have to go to work on Monday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. The fact that these classes exist could lead to some of these guys not having to have go yeah. to work because of the opportunities they create for themselves.
1: Yep, yep, that's exactly right. It's um, and, and I
0: hope I hope that's what what happens. You know? Me too. I mean, I mean, we talked about all of this years ago, and it's crazy yeah. to see it all happening. So I feel like we've covered the USA BMX Freestyle stuff pretty extensively and uh i have a lot of things i wanted to talk just talk to you as a person like i want to know how you ended up at usa bmx
1: (laughs) yeah um well i'll I'll give you a a, 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 it can't be a, a short story i'll make it quick though okay 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 so um you have to start with the understanding originally you know so loved bmx growing up moto guy southern california um you know, road pipeline back when Eddie Fiola was there. So I geeked out when Eddie Fiola came to our Hall of Fame. I like gave him a hug. <laughs> like, hey, you don't remember? I was like 14. And his bike, his bike is like literally a hundred feet from my desk now, right?
0: But, um, funny.
1: you know, so my love for BMX has been lifelong, lifelong. Um mm-hmm. And so like most people, life takes over. Um I, I've i lived around the world, but, you know, really my, I do architect. I did arch, architecture is, what I do, right? Yeah. Uh, Architecture, construction, development. And um, did some pretty big projects. I started getting into a lot of politics um, as part of that, because especially with economic development initiatives in cities, um, for example, if they say, hey, we want to build a a BMX (laughs) stadium headquarters. What does that mean? You know, what do the votes look like? What's that economic impact? How much is it going to cost if it takes five years? What's the inflation rate? What sites, you know, it, and that's how it started so i was here i'm here in Tulsa I was leading a big uh, uh, billion dollar construction company and but on the political side uh you know grand with grand nationals being here the mayor then at the time said hey um we have this you know tax package we're putting a vision package we're going to throw out there in about three years and with bmx being here all the time you love bmx why don't you go talk to them and and see if you can't you know, get them to move their headquarters here since their biggest race is here, and they'll be centrally located. And, and first of all, I was like, oh my god, heck yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you know, e- even, even though I wasn't proactively racing, even in architecture school, I was watching grands every Thanksgiving break, right? I'd, so I'd watch X Games and you know, watch all the all the the freestyle guys and things like that. So. Um, yeah it started there that was in 2014 the first conversation uh, wow. so flew down to chula vista uh, the guys were there at the olympic training facility uh ba the owner and i went out to in and out burger i have this hand sketch where he said well yeah i mean if we did it'd, it'd have to be this big and and it yeah it started there um so all the um uh, it went we we got it all passed with the voters and you know city council and, and the, all, all the legal ease and found the site, and in the process of doing that, of course uh, you also have to mention too a little bit the USA BMX Foundation is is uh, an amazing an amazing aspect of what we do. Uh, it's engaged 250,000 kids with BMX across the across the country and mongoose is our champion, our sponsor in that and and um, you know 300 over 320 schools. Um, with some of my politics, um, I have a lot of nonprofit board leadership too, um, just experience on that. So, you know, we were out talking and the VA asked me, he said, well, when we moved to Tulsa, um, what, what do you think about running this? He's like, you understand the sport, you understand, you know, the guys, you know, this facility in and out, I actually won the contract, uh, for the, did all the preliminary design work and then won the contract for construction. And you know how to run a foundation, and, and our foundation really needs to be revitalized, and it can be bigger. So, um, absolutely. Um, but uh, one of the opportunities I saw too was the quality of BMX as a whole. As we grow the sport, the facilities themselves have to evolve to match. So that's why we launched ABA Ethos. So yeah, now we're doing architecture and engineering. So um, just you know through serendipity, it all kind of aligned right
0: (laughs) i learned that uh serendipity is actually the wrong word it's synchronicity synchronicity serendipity implies that it just happened out of like coincidence and it just synchronicity implies that there's a design
1: yeah and you know what that's true Uh, i i would say it's a little bit of both right i mean it's yeah there's there's so much of this If, if you would have told me 10 years ago when I was in, you know, full blower running a corporation on architecture or construction that I'd be working for USABMX and we'd be designing some of the leading new innovative facilities on the planet. I'd be like, what? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> wow. That, <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of those things, synchronicity explains, it it's yeah. just isn't meant to be, sounds like. Yeah. So, so being at the president of USABMX and all of this, what does your day-to-day look like?
1: Uh, it it, ver- it varies so much there's a lot of travel um so that that's one i I try to get to the events last year was um, uh, just kind of a tsunami for everybody uh, mm-hmm. the entire with the our headquarters opening up in um, spring break we had the construction up to it it opening uh, we didn't know what we you know we weren't sure what was going to happen we kind of had an idea and a strategy but of course you know you, you can't you can't really mm-hmm. pre- So I'm gonna take last year out of it because last year was really a um, kind of a one-off, right? So this year, really wanna spread my time between the race events, the freestyle events, uh, our e-bike series too. That's been interesting to watch as that phenomena grows. They don't compete against our racers or our freestylers, but they can use our facilities. They have their own series, completely different. Um, So that's that's one. Uh, The other thing too is just, the team you know we have our org chart has exploded in a good way um the other interesting thing too and this you know this is kind of a a business thing if you take a look at the core group of our our team you know their their average tenure is over 20 years they have known each other and have been doing this forever now you take a look at where we need to go and you take a look at the skill sets we now have as we have evolved you have the core group but now we have skill sets that are completely different and and we have to we have to I think I think this was apparent for me when I stood in our hall of fame you know if you've seen the timeline obviously it goes up to 2022 and it's got the whole history of BMX freestyle racing everything it's cool but we've left room to grow but if i stand at 2022 and look up and take a big step to my left mm-hmm. i'm retired and i think about all the things that I'd like to see for the industry and our riders and my team. And uh, that's, that's one of the big things I've, I've, I really wanna focus on this year and get our leadership team to focus on is succession planning. These are younger uh, team members that we've brought on that have been, uh, there are, some of them are across the country helping with events. We've gotta start empowering them and, and taking our knowledge and, and transferring it to them. Um, so that's going to be a, a big question for our team in this first quarter. Is okay if you get hit by a bus, who who takes your place and 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 do you feel like you've transferred that knowledge? I mean, I mean we have team members that just know so much about how events should be run, the history of the sport, why things are done a certain way, and um, we we got to transfer that. So uh, succession, uh, our ethos. Um, model, as I said, is, is moving forward. So I'm also, as part of that, we're designing the new US, the USA BMX National Freestyle Headquarters, which is just as big as our racing arena. So, and it's on the same site. So it's also, we'll have both of those, those will be side by side. Um, so that has been, I'm so excited about that. Um, so we're, we're going to be making some announcements. Um, you'll probably see more of that coming as we, we get wrapped up on the documents at the end of this year.
0: Uh,
1: but honestly, you know, those type of projects, again, three to five years out, right? But if we're in that facility uh, in three years, it's going to be amazing. Um, and then uh, I think also, too, is just then you just have the operations side of it. Of a business, right? Um, the found the foundation is another one that's going to take. Uh, uh, thank God, we've we've completely reset that team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We have a new executive director, new programs manager, new programs. They're we're getting grants. I mean, it it is up and running. Um, now we need to expand it. So we um, we we're doing STEM programs across the country. Uh, this last year, we condensed it we kind of just focused it only on rebuilding the team and restructuring, kind of rebuilding the engine, but that engine's running. And now we got to, we got to with new programs. So now we got to expand it. So, um, yeah. And then, uh, just, just the exciting things too, Of uh, just, I love visiting with our sponsors and, and our riders and hanging out with them. I, I learned so much from everybody in the, in the industry because those are valuable in terms of where we need to go.
0: Yeah. So can you just real quick, like, define what the USA BMX foundation is and like the mission of it? Yeah. So get more kids on bikes. Right. So, uh, (laughs) through BMX.
1: Yeah. So it focuses, um, you know, it's got, we have different programs, so we can go K through 12, uh, -hmm. but, uh, and you know, the new program rise, which we launched at the headquarters, um, this year, six month program, that focus specifically on underserved communities and the kids within those. And Hyper is a big, it's been a champion of that, which has been amazing. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you, you talk about how, how do you engage more kids? If, if, you know, at one end of the spectrum, yeah, how do you get engage more kids at the events, right? So we were just saying, oh, we'll do a gym, right? And then on the racing side, if I asked the same question, they'd say, well, our track operators in each one of our locations you know they should be out you know in the community just telling people about what we do they should be at the schools you know so it's kind of word of mouth and, and then you have the the digital science of how do we when people are on instagram or facebook whatever uh, social media they're they're getting pinged of, hey here's what's going on that's one side of it the complete other side is how about all these kids in schools that don't know what BMX is and we're getting on bikes to the foundation so what's been really neat is as a foundation has grown and it's gaining momentum, we're getting grants big enough now where every kid that goes through these programs that comes out with a membership and they can do, and it's not, it's racing it, and it's freestyle. So it's uh, it's been awesome. I know, you know, Logan Wallace, um, mm-hmm. you know, he's right, Hoffman now, he lives here, yep. but he was one of our, our camp counselors. And um, when we were doing the STEM programs, he took all the kids, to the gathering place, and he came back. He goes, "Hey, man, I just taught—I taught like two thirds of them how to drop into a pool." Nice, <laughs> that's awesome. So we've learned from that. We are, we're we're going to be expanding those programs and, and adding you know more freestyle components to it as as we evolve. And um, but I'll I'll tell you, that's that's a wave that has kind of been uh, hard to see, but mm. now that I'm looking at metrics and I'm looking at those numbers holy smoke, I mean, the impact these are making and then in, in getting the kids to either a track or a freestyle event or say, hey, here's how you enter a digital freestyle event. You don't have to go to the live one. Um, this is gonna be amazing. Again, five years, it, those numbers are gonna be un- unbelievable because just last year was crazy.
0: That is one thing I was really interested to talk to you about is I feel like you have a totally different perspective than most on like the state of BMX as a whole. Both as BMX itself and the act of just riding and people who ride, and the industry side of things. And I'm just curious to hear where you think BMX is at right now, because a lot of people say, "Oh, BMX is struggling." Then you hear a lot of people be like, "Well, there's so many people riding." I'm I'm just curious to hear from your perspective.
1: Well, and you know, I'm super humble in in terms of especially on the industry side. When I when I talk to the manufacturers, I mean, you know, they they are experts and they have. They have metrics I love hearing you know because it it as I'm putting a puzzle piece together at least for us it, it helps me to know that um, I am always cautiously optimistic right mm-hmm. so um, and I, and I think it's more so the architecture does 3d design way my brand is wired um, I, I can I like to look at things from a different perspective and then sometimes I at, because of that I come out with a, a different out, outcome. Um, but then I need the team to say, to make it happen and, and, and assemble something that will yeah. work, right? And keep things in check. So we, we push each other's limits. But what does that mean? I think, I, I see so much opportunity that's untapped. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, I think you, anybody could say right now, uh, BMX is struggling, but I would also say too, I could take the word BMX out of it and I could say the housing, mar, housing market's struggling. right? Uh, Travel is struggling, so you have to take kind of take a look at the, the state of the the, the globe, uh, and say, yeah, there's always going to be challenges, and there's always going to be, um, you know, circumstances that aren't ideal, you know. So really, in those, but then those always rise. There's always opportunity within those cracks, and I think that's what we have to we have to try to identify, turn those stones over. So I think um, using that analogy, we have a lot of stones we haven't turned over. The other thing I would say too, and, and again, this is any industry, so it's, it's not BMX related. I think the more we can work together as a whole in the industry um, and, and collaborate and have a common direction, and we don't have, to have, we don't have to be in agreement on everything, but imagine if every BMX, or whether it's freestyle, pool, park, dirt jump, race, Olympian amateur industry sponsor. We all had three, every year we had three goals that we all agreed on um, and we could move forward w- with that. Our team had a, a forum at Grand's at our HQ, and I almost need to do something like this for freestyle as well, where it was, you know, just kind of a two, a, a two hour quick rundown of, here are the categories of, of the business as, as we see. It doesn't mean it's right. And here's the direction we're going. And then there's a quick snippet. Anybody have, you know, any quick 30,000 foot notes we should take in terms of, hey, you're missing the opportunity here or they see something. And then after that, we follow up with a link um, that's confidential where people can make comments and send it back and I can read it and it doesn't yeah, their names aren't on it, so they they can yeah. say, "Hey, suck. You're an idiot." That's cool. <laughs> I need to hear that, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. it's not going to hurt my feelings. But um, yeah, so we started that on the the race side, and immediately I thought to myself, and some of that there's freestyle representation too, because obviously, at at grands you have industry leaders, right? right. That are. But I, I want to get. I want to do something similar, like almost a freestyle symposium, and say, "Hey, you know, here's here's what we're seeing," um, and you know, launch that. But, uh, nah, I'm optimistic. I, I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity we have,
0: have yet to, to discover. I would agree. And I feel like what you said about the USA BMX foundation and kind of laying the groundwork to help out with a little bit of that at the same time, which is awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, and I, I just caution, I caution myself. I caution my team. Um, and you'll they'll, they'll they'll reiterate what I'm getting ready to tell you. I just I'm like yeah. Just we just got to be careful that we don't get caught into a, a groove, and then all of a sudden we're mimicking some a, a model that somebody else or something has been tried before. Mm-hmm. Um, we constantly got to push boundaries and do things differently. Learn learn the things that worked well, but by no means repeat it. Um, so, you know that's that's why you hear, hear us trying these things out and if they work they do and we'll keep them and if not we'll, we'll dump them and try again next year
0: yeah man so let's talk quickly about the uh the new building because i know yeah. there. what let's talk about the hall of fame last yep <laughs> what else is there yeah so
1: you have to i mean this the 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 racetrack so first of all there's two buildings um the the racing facility so the racing track okay that's under 160,000 square foot roof so that steel structure is the biggest or widest span you can get before you have to add intermediate columns right so or you have to do those big cables on the outside right and like an an expo center so it's it's pretty big um and it's a you know that it's got four straightaways olympic uh, elite hill amateur hill um and uh, it is a European-style track. So that was something that um, I got a lot of kickback on. Um, and, you know, I get it. But, you know, the, uh, what you hear and, and the reason is, just for, for those who don't know, um, there's, there are two trains of thought. You build a track, and it works for 95% of the riders out there, and, and it's, it's safe, and a pro can get on an elite rider, and, and they can they can still make use of it. What I was hearing was uh, our U.S. pros were going overseas where the tracks are European style, they're more aggressive, they're, they're, they're peakier, they're bigger, they're longer. And uh, I tend to be pretty competitive, especially I'm very protective of our U.S. riders and I mm-hmm. want to succeed both in racing and freestyle. And I, I just thought talk to our team, Billy Allen, our national track designer and Jamie Staff, the coach. And I said, you know what? Um, we're building a European-style track, and, and we are. And this can't be the the, the, head, the the track of the headquarters and just be, so it is, it's it's technical, it's very long, 1,400 feet long. Now, here's the interesting thing. I'm not even gonna use the local racers and the regional races and the national championships we've had there to talk about how, how have people been doing on it, right? Mm. Let's talk about the foundation, right? So these are kids who've never ridden before. Oh yeah, now, literally, some of them have never ridden, and guess what? They're not having a problem with it. Yeah. So, it goes back to the philosophy of, in my mind, um, you know, our, our, we're gonna we're going people will adapt to what you put in front of them, and they'll be fine. So, anyway, I don't want to get too far down on that, but it is an amazing track, and we have had riders from across the planet, fastest riders in the world, uh, come down and train. Both privately um, and you know for our our national championship, which we had here. Nice. The other building is our headquarters building, and it's really divided into three or four functions. You have our corporate offices in there. So, uh, second floor, we've got a <laughs> literally a pump track that lives and breathes. I, I came in there, and the, the team had taken it's a the, the ramps and stacked them, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then they made. Tabletop jumps, so it moves around. We're gonna build a, a quarter pipe with a transition in there. So it's got open office and then we got glass offices. We got the conference room and a VIP deck that overlooks the track for events. Um, there's also um, a gym up there that was spec'd by USA Cycling. So the elite riders, when they come in US or foreign, uh, they can use that gym. I also let our team uh, and our, our team's family members use it whenever they want. So um, then um, we have a pro shop. So that is, um, we're still we're still stocking that thing up, but that'll be up and running, a concession stand, uh, registration office, first aid. And then the Hall of Fame, our, our foundation office uh, is also, the foundation is now completely headquartered out of the, headqu- headquartered, um, <laughs> Tulsa, um, not Arizona. So gotcha. the, uh, and then we of course have the Hall of Fame, which is just, I can't even say enough, I think. Uh, You know, I remember getting a text from Jamie Bestwick. (laughs) He's like, hey, man, I'm here for a gravel race. Are you around for lunch tomorrow? (laughs) I was like, what? And I still still today say um, the the three or four most moving experiences I I witnessed. Well, it's just everybody, right? But, you know, T.J. Lavin, he he got inducted into our Hall of Fame, Mm -hmm. uh, just watching him soak that in. Uh, You know, Jamie Bestwick literally for two hours told me more about every single bike in there, the nut, the design, the, the, the fail, it was amazing. Uh, Mike Spinner walking in there and just, it's like, I need an hour, or I just need to sit down and we just left him alone and he just, Justin Dowell,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: his his perception of, of seeing that and then listening to him fire himself up and say, I, I gotta get in here, I gotta get in here, oh, right? Wow. Yeah. Um, I mean, you got a Fuzzy Hall uh, during our during our Hall of Fame banquet, going in there and uh, seeing that. So it, you know, Eddie Fiola. So it's, um, I mean, everybody, um, Bob Harrow, and it's uh, that that has been amazing because you never know. I never know who I'm going to run into. Um, yeah. Because we have surprise visits. Wow. Yeah.
0: I don't want to put an idea out there, and while we're live on the internet, but. I think it'd be awesome to come out there and just like tour the place and show people a little preview of what, because like, anybody can go, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with,
1: you know. So Gork has moved to he's he's our curator now, so he's he's actually he's office in the Hall of Fame every day. Yeah, um, man,
0: how cool would it? I would just love to come out there and
1: yeah, like just. I tell you what, I'll I'll
0: you and I can talk about that. I uh, would love that. Yeah, let's do it. And then, uh, and then at the end we can do a race on the track and see who, (laughs) yes,
1: (laughs) you know, it's funny. I, I have a, I I figured out a formula, so I'll, I'll ride on Wednesdays, which is just practice. And in fact, we're, we're adding, changing the schedule up, we're adding more races during the week, but, um, and that, that track (laughs) it's i I'm not an Olympian, right? So for every lap that I do, like, the kids and the 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 race the local races are doing five.
0: <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> because
1: I'm I'm up and I'm leaned against the fence not I'm just trying to catch my breath.
0: <laughs> so this might actually be like an even race here because I I'm horrible when it comes to endurance and uh, it's oh, fun. yeah, it's fun. no matter what. <laughs> uh that's awesome. So so what's the Tulsa BMX scene like?
1: It's growing. uh one of the top uh, in terms of uh, you know we track memberships and things like that so one of the one of your top 10 tracks in the united states uh, thus far um, and that's that's with eh, roughly eight mm. eight and a half months of operations because again we didn't open until um the spring break so no and then, you know we've got you know the, the local rates right here have been smiling because they they keep saying we're training on this and then we're going other places, and uh, you know, it, it's been it's been awesome to watch. So um, no, I mean I think the vibe is amazing. You know, one of the things I'm worried about, we still struggle with this because it is what it is. It's a uh, when I have families come in that have never done BMX, we have corporations that do. They rent out our Hall of Fame and they do their board meetings, you know, in those mm-hmm. classrooms. But a hundred percent of the time, about ten of them um, will ride the track. So we have loaner bikes and things like that. And, um, you know, your average person that's never done BMX comes in. And the comment I keep hearing is that, you know, I didn't know anything about BMX, but I knew that the minute I walked through this, that this was the big leagues, you know, cause you walk in and it's just the facility and then you got the hall of fame and, you know, next here in a couple of years, we'll have the, the freestyle facility, uh, adjoining, adjoining it. So, um, yeah, I think the, the locals are amazing. So now that the thing is, is how do you make it Seem ins- how do you make something that big seem intimate? But you know, I, th- I think I think everyone's working out, so we want to do some like unplugged events. Like, so I'm gonna make something up. We have a pro or Hall of Famer come in on a practice night. They do Hall of Fame, and then they get to um, you know afterwards they they go out during practice. We have a you know, barbecue or we have food and um, answer questions or things like that. I mean, just we're, we're coming up with those type of awesome
0: uh bmx scenes good out there too freestyle yeah. sane yeah. i said BMX. Already. well
1: yeah you know <laughs> out here we got we got the quickie Mart team. In. <laughs> yeah I, I swear to god they just keep growing I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been amazing to see the momentum they have
0: <laughs> yeah it's cool uh we had a couple of them in the chat while we were here draven and steve oh yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome uh
1: you know draven's dad is right no what yeah, psycho from Matt Matt Hoffman's team.
0: Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. That's awesome. Yep. I, I don't know as much as I should. That's why I gotta go to the Hall of Fame, because I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh what about so got a couple minutes to we're at an hour here, but yeah. I think I remember you talking about having some sort of BMX collection going on or something or another, Are you got, oh, you've stuff. got some stuff. <laughs> yeah. What do you got going on?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I got, I'm going to tilt this real quick. So, you know, I've got, I've got some bikes here, you know, so those are my, my S
0: got,
1: yeah, I got, but then in my office, um, really cool story. Um, a lot of the, some of the local Oklahoma legends here, both in BMX and moto, uh, got together and I went down to the hall of fame and, and, uh, cash Matthews and the guys had, assembled a a Matthew's BMX bike uh, for me, which is amazing. Bill Curtin from our office, our IT director, uh, old factory BMX guy, and and has a company where he does all the graphics for all these bikes, all the vintage graphics and things like that. So he actually pulled up some old uh, Matthew motocross decal kits, sent that to me for Christmas. Um, Yeah, and then in my my office, I've got dirt jumpers. My... uh, You know I've had some moto wrecks that have uh, you know know, just I've been banged up right. So whenever I ride a track, I'll uh, even even if I ride a freestyle, if I ride the pool, I'll ride a twenty-six inch dirt jumper with a shock on the front just because I've got eleven plates in my arms. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but so so I've got my dirt jumper there, and I I keep my downhill bike there. So going to do some downhill here. and then, uh, yeah, there's one more. I'm looking at this uh, Inspired 24-inch, which is kind of an urban trials bike.
0: And uh, that one might show up in my office here. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <clears throat> so uh, two last real quick things here. Uh, you kind of hit it with just now, but, like, what's BMX look like for you today, riding-wise? Like, for, for myself riding? Yeah.
1: Oh, gosh, I, I feel good. Last year, I was pretty banged up. Um, you know, I, I'd gone to Africa on a, on a moto trip. Um, I'm going to I'm going to go check out Erzberg and go to Romania this year. Uh, banged myself up pretty good out there. Uh, so just, um, but I, as of New Year's, I, I feel really, really good. So um, I think um, I go to Durango for a BMX trip next week. But Sunday, I get back. And on Sunday, I'm going to enter a, a motorcycle event. Um, and then, uh, I'll ride the track. So, you know, when I'm not banged up, I I try to, and if I'm in town, I'll, I'll ride practice on Wednesday night on the the track. And then I'll, I'll be out at at the pool on my, my dirt jumper. Nice. Yeah. So I have a a bicycle trials course under my house. (laughs) So
0: for the rocks rocks and stuff. That's (laughs) cool. Yeah, that's a slow That's slow motion, BMX. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, I mean, some of what I do feel like looks like trials. So <laughs> uh, the other thing is, I feel like we've kind of talked a lot about all of this in different places and throughout everything we've talked about today. But what do you think that BMX needs right now? Uh, I, you know, I, I think if I just had to use it, like I said
1: earlier, I just think we need to collaborate more. Right. Um, I, I yeah. think... I think every everything's there. I know, um, and if you think about this, at least from what I'm hearing from um, you know the industry, and this is a COVID thing, but we are going to have a lot of product, you know, available, Mm. and um, we you know I think that's probably one of the biggest things we can do is all the writers spread the word, get other people excited. I know our foundation is going to be trying to make as much use and help help those industry. Um, some of our industry partners move move that product into schools and as best we can, so I think you know really collaborating and and there's a, that could go you could go down a whole rabbit hole with that, but I think the one thing we all want to do is get more kids on bikes, right? So yeah. I just say you know inspire and
0: and uh, and just spread the word. I wholeheartedly agree, and uh, the the ET stunt double guy he's in the chat right now. He says what BMX needs is TV coverage and more races on TV and YouTube.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. Um, There's actually an initiative to to do that. Uh, We we just it's that's been interesting. It's a little bit of a uphill battle. But uh, we're we are
0: that's that hasn't
1: fallen between the cracks.
0: Well, Shane, somehow we hit everything that I wanted to talk about today in an hour. And you said (laughs) you have an hour, so I appreciate your time, as always. Oh, man,
1: I appreciate you. I look forward to, um, you know, seeing you at the next event. And as always, anything, you shoot me a text. or um, And, uh, yeah, we need to get you back out to, to Tulsa when the weather warms up so we can ride and you can do a, a tour of the Hall of Fame.
0: Yes, please. So, for everyone who wants to check things out, it's USABMX Freestyle on Instagram. You're Shane H. Hernandez. Or Shane Her, Hernandez with an F. And then uh, there's an H in there on your Instagram name. Yep, Shane H. Fernandez. And is there anywhere else people could see or find stuff? I I think well, you know, on, um, on Instagram, at least
1: if you're wanting to follow the HQ, it's USA BMX HQ. But then we also and then we also have USA BMX Foundation, right? So you get a whole lot of BMX <laughs> if you want. You know, Grant, I was thinking you should just come out for the um, the Tulsa Free event. That would be awesome. Yeah i yep, love to. That's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty mellow time of year in terms of just the weather. It'll be a good time. So um, anyway,
0: we'll talk some more. Let's talk about it. So thanks, Shane. I appreciate yeah. you, and uh, have a good day. Else. Yeah, take care. Boom.